All right, all right, all right. Another great episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast in store for you today. A throwback, the OG, Phil Collins. Look at you, just in the air tonight. You're so handsome. Thanks. Thanks for saying so. You're welcome. I appreciate that. It just jazzed you up when I said that. And it's, you know, the beard and the bald and just the amorphous tea. So great. And we're doing what it is this show was intended to do today. It's not an interview. It's not a concert review. It's not a, you know, total mess of nothingness. It's album reviews. I gave you one. You gave me one. But before we dive into it, let's catch up because it's been so long since I heard your voice. What have you been doing with your life since I talked to you last, Phil? Let's see. When did you last talk to me? I don't remember. I'm not exactly sure, but recent events I've been to. Did I tell you what the Utah and all that in San Diego? I don't know. Maybe. Was it fun? Yeah, I like San Diego a lot, man. What a great city. Yeah, Don't you love when you go to a place that totally lives up to the hype? It's one of the most beautiful places in the whole country, man. I've been there one time, and it's beautiful. Perfect weather every day. Yep, and the vibe. Everyone there knows they're a great place. Everyone's chill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, went to, I went to Colorado, actually. Uh, I, sh- I should have mentioned that to um, that the source people. Anyway, uh, well, probably three weeks ago, and it was pretty cool. We went to Breckenridge. Saw Aspen just to see it, even though we weren't skiing. We're not a big fan of that town, but Breckenridge was great. Uh, we went to see Arctic Monkeys at Red Rocks. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's a, it's a really great venue. I get why people love it. it is, it's nice. And uh, they're a cool band. They have a lot of good songs. Good good show. Sounded great live. And we actually stayed in this cabin, kind of in the middle of nowhere, near a town that's actually called South Park. And, no, no um, kidding. That's funny. Like, it's near Fair Play, Colorado. I mean, in the middle of nowhere, but, like, mountains all around us. So you walk right out of the cabin, and there's just mountains and, like, farms. And, um... It was pretty. It was great. It was a very relaxing vacation. So we did that, and then just been working. I joined a boxing club. I do some boxing, some jujitsu. I need to kind of pick one and stick with it, so I can get good at one of them. Um, that's it, man. That's probably it. What about you? I just got back from Holland. Got to see Arion. We're going to do a concert review. I'm pretty excited about that. At some point here, we'll get that done because that was life-changingly awesome. And uh, now I'm ready to bang out some episodes with you. We got a lot of good stuff in the hopper. Q3 is over. We got to do our album reviews, you know, for the best of the quarter. We got to do a concert review on Arion. We got another Theory of Everything album to review from them. So we got a lot of good stuff to bang out in Q4 for the podcast. So I'm back in the saddle. I'm ready to do it, dude. It's a lot. It is. Are you back? I'm back. I'm back. You got to hit the... God, I hate Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) Steven Tyler. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, I usually do not have a That's So Metal, but I got a good one for you, too, because it also ties into what okay. I just did. So two weeks after I was in I was in Holland for two weeks, two weeks go by. I have not worked out at all, but as you know, I do love to lift kettlebells and exercise. And I came back, and I went up to St. Petersburg, Florida, right outside of Tampa, and I did the Strong First Kettlebell Level 1 certification to become certified as an instructor. And here's the That's So Metal. You ready? If anyone listening has any interest in getting fit and has any interest in kettlebells and they are looking for a trainer, I can tell you now having lived through it, everyone who is a certified SFG, what they call it, Strong First Gearovic, through the Strong First organization, just strongfirst.com, those people are legit because it was a three-day certification all day Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., all day Saturday, same thing, and then half a Sunday. I'm telling you, buddy, Friday I had to do probably 350 kettlebell swings with a 252s or 152, a crap load of cleans, a bunch of Turkish get-ups. The next day I probably did 80 to 100 military presses with the 52s, and then you got to do a zillion snatches. I mean, single-arm cleans, single-arm swings, front rack double kettlebell squats and then to top it all off on sunday when you're sore than hell and your forearms are fried and your hands feel like they've been cheese grated they make you do 100 kettlebell swings with a 52 pound kettlebell in 
five minutes. Damn, buddy. Um, excuse that is excuse a me. Lot of shit. I, I, I misspoke. Snatches. 100 kettlebell snatches, not swing. So you got to throw it up over your head and catch it, swing it back down, throw it up over your head and catch it every single time, 100 times in five minutes. I finished it four minutes and 59 seconds, and it was pretty metal because I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that is metal. That's pretty, that's hard. I couldn't do any of that shit. Yeah, so um, any, anybody, it's not like a certification where you just get it online from watching a couple of videos and clicking some boxes. These people are working out, and you got to recertify you gotta every two years. You got to love legit certifications, man. People will actually put you through the ringer. Yeah, I mean it's a good on, good on that good on them to say, look at you know you can pay as much as you want, but if you can't complete these challenges, we don't deem you certified to do this stuff. So good for them. I felt that that was pretty metal. That is metal. Congratulations, man. Good job. Thank you. And I'm yes. now. This is uh, that was last Sunday, so we're about six days out from that, and my hamstrings are still just so sore. <laughs> They're just so so sore. That first time we went on. The, the or the first time I went on a metal cruise with you guys, I uh, just done a leg workout, and I don't. Know, I just remember not limping, but doing that half-ass, like kind of needing a cane or something, walking through the the ship, man. Yes, it's so brutal. Yeah, when you kill your legs, and and when you haven't done it in a while, like I hadn't done double fifty-two front squats in a while, and I probably did like a hundred on Saturday, and I was just so sore. I was like, God, this is brutal. But anyhow, that's my that's so metal. I gave you okay. the album The Judas Table by Antimatter. You gave me It Hates You by He Is Legend. And yeah. I am uh, I'm kind of anxious to hear your thoughts as I usually always am, but I want to do the that's uh the um, rock paper scissors shoot anything you want to do as our tradition. So Okay. I don't really have a category though, do you? Let's think about this. Um Dead let's air. do um Always it has to be it's it's um october let's do something like it has to be um halloween related that's all okay all right uh, i think that's a good it idea be, maybe like a horror movie villain yeah we can pick basically horror movie villains all right i think i got a good one i think i got a good one but i'm, I'm gonna blow it kind of all right i think i got a decent one here we go rock paper, paper scissor scissors anything, shoot, anything you want to do the Dude, main boss Jason. from the underground in Stranger Things. Oh, versus Jason? Uh, I don't know, man. I it, think Jason loses bad at that thing. That thing's like shape-shifting can well, be anything. The spider, It's like a spider. Isn't that what it is? Oh, it's yeah. like an octopus. It's like a giant thing that'll suck your soul out of your face. I don't think Jason stands a chance. He can't cut that up. He doesn't even, he doesn't even have a soul anymore. He's a zombie. Well, that's a good point. So then is he invincible in that sense? All right, I'm going to defer to you. I'll defer to you on that one. I think you win. Just because I don't know the name of the thing from the underground. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have you go first and tell me that he is legend just to make you wait a little longer. All right, that's fine. Let me get this playing for our listeners here so they can see what I had a chance to indulge in. And this is an American rock band. I had not yeah. ever not ever heard of them prior to you referring this 2009 release to me. It is... Let's see here. I'm going to read you a little uh, intro from their Apple Music account. After albums steeped in metalcore and more rootsy, swampy metal, He Is Legend's 2009 studio album sounds more hard rock driven than any of their preceding works. Dicephalus leads off with a 90s sounding intro as guitars drone, a fretless bass solos, and then the song Firecrackers into punch throwing rock before the throaty Schuler Kroom comes in crooning like a young James Hatfield. I differ with them. I didn't get James Hatfield. I think this guy sounds just like the lead Two singer fires. of... Oh, you think? Okay, I could see that. I think he sounds like the lead singer of Corrosion of Conformity. Do you know that band? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know that I've complaced the singer enough to make a comparison, but he, I definitely know of the band. Cor- corrosion of Conformity, uh, to me, I thought it was the same guy. I looked it up to see if it, in fact, was that guy, but it's not. So anyway, uh, Everyone I Know Has Fangs. That was a really great song. 
erupts with a pummeling punk-inspired verse that slams into grappling hooks of post-grunge melody in a chorus that sound as catchy as a Foo Fighters hit. Gears shift down as mellow guitar delay ushers in sludgy mammoth riffs on the primarily blues, a soaring space rocker with a radio-friendly chorus that recalls Reload era Metallica, and the guitars that begin Future's Bright Man flirt with dated shoegazer effects before snapping into an Alice in Chains-esque grime that would well accompany televised cage fighting. Though they're still stylistically finding their footing with It Hates You, he is legend sounds consistent in their chemistry and relentless in their rocking. Which, I thought was actually really well written, and I just wanted to share that. Um, oh, be- nice. Because you could tell they're trying to toss out the vibes of the different st- styles that they're mixing here. Little Foo Fighters, little Metallica, you know, just that yeah. kind of America- Americana in rock. And... Um, my overall thought on the album, I'll start there, is I liked it. I didn't love it as much as that Witchcraft album you gave me. I think Nocturnal it was. That one hit me and stuck with me. I listened to it all the time. This one I like. Yeah. I would never turn it off if somebody put it on and said, hey, you want to listen to this? I'm just not entirely sure that I would be sitting around or doing something where I'd think, you know, I'd really like to listen to that album. And I don't know, I don't have a way to articulate why I feel that way other than... I listened to it the first few times. It seemed a little, a little bit like I just, it was forgettable, but that's kind of unfair. But then the more I listened to it, the more certain parts would get stuck in my head. Like there would be, there's definitely some parts of this album that get lodged in your brain. And that made me come to like it more. So I had to give it some more time to allow it to, to absorb and to appreciate it. So I think overall I'd give it a B, maybe a B plus. Not something that I would buy the physical CD for. I'm glad you showed it to me. I'm glad you introduced them to me. Um, I want to hear from you now, kind of your experience with them and why you said when you gave this album to me that you were debating between some others and what what tipped the scales and why oh, you picked yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm a sucker for catchy rock music you know and so um it, there's something nostalgic about this album even though i never heard it you know but i was debating between this and an album called white bat and <laughs> it's basically because i think this album is more consistent white bat is so good until you get to the last song which is a pile of shit it's a, <laughs> it's, god i hate it i hate that song i hate that they wrote it and um it's really so they kind of transform their style a little they go from this to they sound a lot like Avenged Sevenfold. No kidding! Wow, that is a change. And so um, it's still you can still tell it's them, but there's a lot. It's a lot more gritty. It's a, heavier. So maybe I should have recommended that or the album Few um, or Endless Hallway. They're 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 all very good, but I just couldn't have you. I just could not recommend to you. White bat, knowing that you're gonna run headfirst into that fucking song, <laughs> and then I would have relentlessly shit on you just for the rest of our yeah, lives. It's, it's a bad song. It's just it's dumb, and uh, that's really why this is the most consistent, most approachable, uh, and I really enjoy this album. I'll take it a B. That's fair. I mean, I, I you didn't shit on it, so I'll take that. A uh, little bit of fat on this album. You can uh, you can get rid of probably two songs and cut it down to less than 50 minutes. Um, but there's some really great ones on here that I really wanted you to check out. So yeah, let, let me, give you, my let me give you my top three and then I'll see what you think about that. And I'll say the, the, well, I guess I should, before I do that, how did you hear about them? I don't know that you've told me that yet. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I think I was on Reddit probably. And I was listening to like, uh, or going through, I'll go through subreddits looking for music and recommendations. And I probably typed in something about, you know, metal with clean singing or something. I don't you know, or heavy music with clean singing. But, but is this recently or was this like when we were in college or you were in the army or was this like no, in high school? Recently. It's recently. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. So I, people were like, oh, they, you know, they're really catchy and a lot of people don't know about them. And, oh, you know what? That's part. That's what I did after. But initially, I heard the album "Endless Hallway" through Angry Metal Guy on one of his like honorable mentions. Okay. And he's got yeah, that's what it is. And then I went on the Reddit and fucked around. But and "Endless Hallway" does have some cool songs 
all the all the albums have cool, some cool songs. So I, whenever when we go to um on the cruise and, I, and we're and we're I envision this and we're driving to like Miami, I'm I'm where I'll put on music. I'm definitely gonna put on at least one. Okay, um, cool. He has led from the from these other later heavier ones. But anyway, anger metal guy, and I started exploring and getting the recommendations of the best albums. And a lot of people said this one. A lot of people said few. A lot of people said white bat. But I just I listened to three all three of those, and I went with this one. Well, uh, yeah. Again, I, I want to make sure I'm being clear that a B is still rock solid. Like it's not. I'm not shitting yeah. on like that Atlas Moth trash you gave me some however ago. I can't believe you think that's trash. But God damn, that is such garbage. This is like so much better. But um, okay, let yeah, me let, let me give you kind of my general musings. I'm not going to go track by track because there are 12 songs, and and I don't. I mean, it's it's rock, right? So it's like, how many times can I say this drum sounds cool? But my favorite, uh, my favorite songs on the album are probably numbers one, three, and ten, which are uh, Dicephalus, everyone, oh, everyone I know has fangs, and China White three, and um, very close, very close fourth was Decisions, 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 number eight. But, oh, that's a, isn't that cool? That's a cool song. Yeah, I mean, it just there's parts in all of them that are really catchy, so uh, you know they stick with me. And then the next one uh, that I want to talk about was Party Time. I, I think Party Time, the second track, sounds a lot like that band Moontooth. Remember them with that Nymphosia song? I just think the guitar sounds a lot like Moontooth, I, which is a good thing. It's a compliment. Oh, yeah. It, um, it sounds familiar. But I don't. I don't know what it sounds like. I can't remember what it sounds like. Okay, well, let me play. But it. I, I know it's like just because you've had enough. That sounds like another. It does remind me of another song, but I, don't, I wasn't gonna say Moontooth. Just. Because it's something from the early '90s. Yeah. Had enough. Remember that the album's called Phototroph. It was. I'm pretty sure it was in your top ten. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Never mind. From from last year. Yeah, we did it. We did it. I'm thinking of some old. I'm thinking. I'm trying to. I'm thinking you're referencing some old ass fucking song and band. No, no, no. Moontooth. They put out that album last year called Phototroph. Yeah. They have that really pretty album art. It's like a, a hand holding up a flower or whatever with the underground. Yes. Yeah. That anyway, the, that song, the, the second track of the He Is Legend album reminds me of that Nymphose song. I don't know, just the guitar work. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. is, again, is a compliment. So, yeah, that's my general thoughts. I, I kind of want to hear more. What, what are your top three? Oh, okay. I like... Um... I like Primary Blues, and I like Don't Touch That Dial, and I like That's Nasty. That's my favorite song on the album, the number 11, which is where it should have ended. The last song could be trimmed off. So I completely agree with you there. Completely agree with you there. I'm going to play That's Nasty right now. That's It's got that great bass that comes in and just hits so it's like a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. It's catchy. That's a, that's a really good song. Uh, you know, I'm curious, yeah. I'm curious from you, you know how we, we tend to overlook a lot of stuff on this show which is just a reflection of my level of preparation but anyhow strings skins or singing where do you come down on it because i've a case could be made for any one of the three i I was probably gonna say strings you know coming into this but i do think the vocalist has got a cool style I, i don't know i'm really torn what do you think skins strings or singing uh probably strings i think i the guitar is excellent. They have really good guitar players. They they can do they do solos, they do really heavy doom type shit at times. Um, definitely strings. The singer's good. He's very distinct, and you know it's him. But um, he doesn't have amazing range. Yeah, you'll have to sc- scream. It's kind of it's, it's exactly like Dave Grohl's range, which yes, it's just when he wants to get really high or energetic, he'll just he'll scream something. Yes. But there's not a Which tremendous a there's not a tremendous variation in like sonic style, right. yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm trying to think of. Oh, uh, he does sound a little different on the album. Few there there are a couple other albums that really are worth checking out from these guys. They're pretty cool. I uh, I wanted to get them out here because I I was a big fan of this album. Big fan. I love. I can't believe I hadn't heard of it at the time. But a lot of these things are absolutely radio friendly. I know, man. I know. I think it's a reflection of the fact that we're getting old and we don't listen to the radio. Like, these guys probably are on the radio. That's true. I don't listen to the radio ever. I'm like, what is that? Because this seems like they, uh, an absolute band that would be on the radio. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely there's a couple there's several in there like that would absolutely get played like crazy the the chorus on that that's nasty i'm listening to it right now this really is catchy you're right isn't it cool you do it's just so i don't know man and it's the perfect ender i don't know why they added that 12th track because this even has that slower tempo the heavy bass the chugging sound just exactly Dude, this would be the perfect way to end the album. That's, uh, I said the exact same thing. It's just this should have been. This is exactly how you should end the album. The last song is fine, but it yeah, it it, um, it definitely peaked at the eleven. Yeah, know? it spoiled the energy. This is the perfect way to kind of wind down after a cool hardcore album was just this song. Yep, that's nasty as a mic drop, and then you're like pick up. It's like you pick the mic back up and said some other weird shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Or, or or you just end it and like you came back on for an encore with another song. That's fine, but just make this the album and then have that other song be like a bonus track that you release only you know for whatever reason. Exactly, B side. Yeah, but I think but you're, yeah, I so. think you're right on the strings. I think this. If I would have had to pick, I would say strings because it just they have enough variety on the. Guitar solos, intros, bass drops, the, the guitars and stuff, I think, stole the show. And the drumming is cool, it's competent, but it's never really, like, stood out to me as some staggering, amazing thing. And the singing was kind of within a range. So, yeah, my thoughts there. All right, man, cool. I'll take that. Not bad. Um, all right, you want me to jump into the Jude-ass table? I really, Judd-ass? I really, really do, because I'm just so nervous because i gave this to you you gave me like the quintessential summer drive album in the summer and i gave you the worst like the most dark disgusting kill yourself just rot in a field and die (laughs) like i mean i just it's so not a summer album so i'm really curious as where you came down so go ahead okay the Judas Table. I, I, well, I found a couple of cool ways to listen to, uh, listen to it. So I have this book called Razorblade Tears, and it's about these guys who, these two guys have sons that were gay lovers, and they were they're both like gruff, like ex-cons, and not really uh, respectful of their lifestyle. But their sons died, so they also are grieving, and um, and then they go on this revenge, a mission to like kill the people that did it. It's pretty um, gritty and sad. So that's uh, I listened a, to a little bit. Is for this that. a true story? No. Oh, no, okay. It's, it's I was gonna say, damn. Fiction. Okay. And there's a, I don't play a whole lot of video games, but every once in a while I play this game called Dying Light. It's a um, zombie game, and you walk around in like this these slums in one part of the game, and um, there's zombies everywhere. They're just kind of milling about. They'll come attack you, but you, you can also just see them off in the distance. They don't necessarily attack you because they're mindless idiots, and you're and just walking through, and everything's dead and disgusting, and you know, it's a post-apocalyptic, so it's not bad for that either. It's a yeah. This is the perfect for album for that. So, um, so I, yeah. Anyway, so that's when I started listening to it. Um, the song "Black Eyed Man," that especially that that little distorted part at the end, that uh, really, some for whatever reason, <laughs> uh, is fitting for that environment. But anyway, so um, all right, I'll, I'll I can do track by track a little bit. Um, Black Eyed Man's cool. I love the, um, I like the chorus a lot. That's in my head. Most of these things are catchy in my head. Black Eyed Man, the feed yourself when you can. Black Eyed Man. But uh, I noticed too, and it's, it happens in, in this song and, and several others, that um, a lot of the resolution um, in these songs is musical to a degree, but it's also lyrical. He'll throw something in at the end that's a little different from what he's been saying the whole time. So in Black Eyed Man, he says, feed yourself when you can. But at the end, he says, kill yourself when you can. And it changes up a little bit. So um, it's a, I mean, I feel like actually he is legend does that a little bit with, they'll do something at the end and he'll start screaming something way different vi- or different um, tempo from what he had been, been doing. But this one is lyrical and um, keeps, you know, makes you want to listen to it or listen to the end when you know that's coming. But um, it's kind of cool. It rewards you. But Black Eyed Man's a good atmospheric song. It's probably a little too long at 6 and 24, but definitely um, definitely sets the tune. But then it goes into my one of my top threes here on Killer. I'm really so Killer. happy you said this is my favorite one. Well, no, yeah, I should, it's, not, really... it's not my favorite, but my second favorite one, but it's definitely my top three. 
Yeah, dude. And okay, so this is when it starts to drive me crazy because I can't place what it reminds me of. That's what I, I was like. God, it sounds like something. You know, what the fuck is it? And um, just that chorus. Okay, I'm gonna look up the lyrics so I don't get it fuck this up. But he's like, um, first of all, I want to say that the beginning of Killer is so cool. That synthy. Dun, 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 dun. Some of these things sound like um, like a ball to me, or some kind of like. I don't even know what that is. That like people are walking into a room and it's supposed to be eventful. And <laughs> it's a death. Okay, it's a so death. Let me march. go into um, <laughs> find these. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it is. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm missing here. But um, the chorus, man. It's just the way he hits it. It sounds like something from the early '90s, some grungy thing. It's a very grungy album. I don't know if you if you got that uh that vibe you feel that way well it's just filthy Drunk. like every song feels filthy and i the way that he uses soundscapes in killer in particular you have this echoey kind of reverberating hallway sound but then the piano comes in and the keys just kind of bounce like i don't know yeah. i just i love it combined with his vocal style that has that kind of haunting echoey reverberating that uh, you know his yeah, his it, his vocal style is so uniquely his Yep, and he comes in and says hate, and it's like, hate, um, venerating hate, um, it's just, it's so, um, dreary, man, it's so, yes. you really got to be in the mood for it, um, that's the only thing I'll say as a criticism is I will probably not always be in the mood to hear an album like that, uh, it, make, but, it makes sense why this is a UK band, and this guy's name is Mick Moss, it's like, this is the perfect, if you're inside and it's gray, as cold as fucking everything's uh. Right. Uh, I know. So, um, wait, I think he says, okay, in reverence, if I can murder, the way he hits that note, that's what it is. In reverence, if I can murder the killer in me. Yes. Um, the way he says that part, if I can murder the killer in me. That's what sounds like an early 90s grungy thing. But a lot of the stuff, as sad as it is, is not, it's, it's him trying to change for the better in some ways. In reverence, I can murder the killer in me. Later on, he says, um, where's the one where he says, one act of contrition was enough? I think it's Little Piggy. Little Piggy. On the run. Um, anyway. <laughs> but, okay, we'll jump into Comrades, which is also really, goddamn. Even for this album, Comrades to me is like sad. Yeah. Standalone, standout sad. This is a funeral song. Uh, like, this is a song you'd want to hear at somebody's legitimate wake. Like, I'd want this song playing yeah. at my funeral. Yeah. Where are your comrades now? Um, oh, here it goes. It is, uh, this is the song. Says, even, even though they're all liars and thieves, your own act of contrition wasn't deemed enough to cut you free. And then he goes, where are your comrades now? They must be fools. Um, but I love the part where he says, were you disconnected when a common sat um, showed you how cruel life can be? And then he goes, they said, where he says, head pausing refrain. Head pausing refrain. Yes, kind of, yes. Okay, that's such a cool part. I love that. I, I really love that. Um, but this is a good song, not a top three. Dreary, but definitely pretty. I have, I have some notes on these songs. I'm going to bring up here. <laughs> and and while you're doing that, I, I would presume you're going to agree with me that if we're doing the strings, skins, or song, or uh, singing. Yeah, that's it. Strings, skins, or singing. You would agree with me that singing totally captures this, right? I mean, I would, yeah, on this one. Well, I probably on the album as a whole, but I would the string, the the synth, whatever the fuck, that's great. The piano and stuff too. So okay, do we jump into a little piggy from here? You no, we're Stillborn Empire. Stillborn Empire is number four. All right, this I think you have to put this in the top three. Yeah, this one um, is this one is my favorite. Oh man, it's really good. First of all, it's beautiful music. Um, you know, and, and then, um, and, and lyrically, how cool is the concept of these empires that don't get built? They're stillborn because people abandon their ideas and just don't believe in them and just are fearful. And just, I think that's such a cool concept. And how about that music? Get that right there. Bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. And when he says, um, just another dream that died, the stillborn empires, that, that music comes in. It's so epic and sad. It's like a, it, it just feels so tragic. It all feels so dripping with tragedy. and um, But really great. Um, 
And the lyrics, I, I, I really think, deserve a little bit of a spotlight. So when he says, Daddy didn't want you and Mommy gave the pain. Now anyone who gets inside is just going to get the same. You know, basically you're it's you're going to um, carry on the cycle of, of abuse and neglect because it happened to you. Yep. Um, which is being part of the reason why there are stillborn empires. And I love that there's a false finish at like five minutes. It just stops. It comes back with this again beautiful music and this woman coming in with this like um, this like epic sad almost sounds like a woman wailing but um, really beautiful um, last part so the false finish was really cool that's a nice touch um, so yeah definitely a top three I'm, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here let me think here because um, I remember I was reading about this guy's this guy wrote some of these songs in like 2002 and it took him a long time to I guess figure out where he wanted to put them wow okay so like that that song Hole he wrote that like forever ago and then um, apparently he said on Can of Worms he he was going to keep it off the album because he couldn't he couldn't hit the chorus right it kept driving him crazy I thought that was kind of neat it's only like a two person project apparently too these guys but what a tragedy that would have been I love that Can of Worms song I know it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, <laughs> this little piggy's cool as shit. It's got a little twangy little, um, almost, almost like a bluesy little piggy, or, or like a southern rock kind of vibe on the run. So let me let me so pa- let me let me pause you for a second though, and and take a step back and say, okay, at this time, first time you've listened to this through, you're five tracks in, but not one of them was less than five minutes except comrades by two seconds. And all the others are like six and a half or more, killer being five. So you're like a solid 30 minutes in at five songs. How are you thinking about it at this point? Are you getting fatigued by the style? Is this what you thought? Like, what are you thinking when you first heard and you're here? Uh, I I would say no, because when um, you recommended it, you gave me a good heads up about what to expect. So... You know, I fig- I don't know either how you just take a piece of it and just go on about your day. I think you have to kind of dive in and really get into it. You know what I mean? Okay, I all right. You, you can't, so you were in the right know. place for it. You understood what you were getting into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, to, re- to get into one of the songs, you might as well just listen to all of it. That's how I feel. Because once you're in that headspace, you know, I don't want to jump back out of it. Let's just do it. That's a compliment. So, um, That's a big compliment, I think, to say that you because right. once you're into that one, it's like you kind of do want more of it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna feel this, you know. It, uh, it'd all be like confessing something, like part of something to someone, and then be like, "Oh, I gotta go. Though. I'll talk. I'll tell you later." <laughs> the rest of it, you know. Wow, like, what no, a good if, way to say that. Yeah, yeah. If we're gonna if we go through this process, let's go through the whole thing here. Yeah, let's catch so, a seat. Um, let's sit down and actually talk. I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. You go to go to confession at the church and you just say like one half of one thing, and he's right. like, right, you have to leave. So anyway, um, so yeah, I I am not uh, upset about the length. It's it's fine. So little piggy, yeah, I, that's a good song too. On the run. <laughs> I said, is that, it says, the piano comes in with them saying she keeps, oh, she keeps on running. It's very eerie, and I think it's, again, beautiful. Most of the songs have some kind of ending like this. I said, like a crescendo and resolution type thing that keeps you waiting until the end, whether it be lyrical or musical, and sometimes it's both. Um, like when, like earlier I mentioned when he says, kill yourself when you can. Um Oh my God! I wanted to say I, I didn't mention it, but on Stillborn Empires, he does that again. It's a resolution. It's lyrical, and he says it's a business doing pleasure with. Me. I yes, think that's such a great line. I God, know, I man. To say that. Yes, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that because that's one of my favorite parts of that whole song. Is what put it in my number one. Is that part is just so cool. It's a business doing pleasure with. You. Yeah, it's yeah. So fucking real. And a little, little topsy turvy. Little spin that phrase around. Yep. But um. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. So um, yeah, oh, I'm glad I I'm glad I did not totally forget to mention that. Um, but yeah, Little Piggy's a cool song. On the lamb keeps on running. If she's the one, sole intention is to be worshipped, make amends for the car crash that she's in. Oh yeah, that's right. So again, just 
sad, uh, um, someone... It's basically, there's a cycle of betrayal, or not cycle, there's a theme of betrayal and it seems like neglect and abuse in this album, and it seems to be reflected in most of these songs. Yeah, this guy has some hurt, um, this guy has some hurt in his heart, you know, or at least he's drawn uh, yeah. to hurt. Yeah, I read about how he um, wrote about it, and he was basically, they were like, was it, did it take a lot out of you to write this? And he said, no, he already felt all the things, he just, now it's time to put the words to them. I thought that was kind of neat, considering he, he had to have felt something right in this. <laughs> yeah, but um, and and we keep saying actually, he, we keep saying he, but it, it's Mick Moss, M I C K M O S S, technically Moss. Michael Moss, but really unique vocal style. Yep. Okay. And, uh, I can say the song "Hole" that's coming up. That's my uh, my last of the top three. I really love it. I don't know if "Hole" is a lot of people's favorite song, but I love how peaceful it is. The acoustic guitar is really peaceful, like at this stage of the album, because everything else is kind of synthy and electronic, and this, that acoustic sound is really pretty here. Um, yeah, it's just like um, soothing, I think, too. Is this this, though, this is know. the one where it says "drag you down," right? Yeah, deep, no, he says "deep enough, deep enough to, drown. to drown." That's so beautiful. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I, uh, I just think it's it was it's a soothing song, even though it's sad. Um, no, he does say, an air to drag you down before you stay too long, and when you realize what lies behind his crooked eyes, you're bought and sold. So, I don't know, but it, it's just pretty to me. It's just, and it's not that long. It's like less than five minutes. And I really look forward to this song. I kind of, if there was a song that you would just jump to and just listen to, this would be the one for me. Wow. And it's fall, and it's perfect for the leaves falling and the colors outside. Just absolutely um, thematically appropriate. Wonderful. Good song. Can of Worms. This is a cool one. Um, that piano that comes in with, that, with the riff. This is my third favorite. So my number one is Stillborn Empires, then two is Killer, and three is Can of Worms for me. Dude, when he goes, you couldn't hide. Yes. Some of these lyrics, if you read them on a page, you can tell sometimes when you read something how it's going to be catchy. But these, you don't know. These lyrics seem so blunt. You couldn't mm. hide your can of worms. How's he going to make that catchy? But he does. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, and knows exactly what to emphasize. Um, and the, yeah, it was a trigger of the light. But I think it's got a great main riff so pretty and um that piano I, I can't get over that towards the end of it um so that's a great one let me jump on here i want to get to my notes my notes nice riff with piano combo and actually is one of the heavier choruses that's true oh yeah that's the one thing i was going to say is it's not the heaviest album it's heavy emotionally yes but there's a Musically, there's a couple heavy parts, and I think in um, Stillborn Empires, you can make the case there, and then in this one, in the chorus. Um, oh, I said, I love us. Stop and breathe, and the way he says that part is great. Um, it's an excellent solo around 350, and again, the lyrical resolution with the laying and worms part, because then they say, that's right. Um, it says, it's constant world, so anyone who lays by your side, they're going to wake in worms every time. So, pretty. Guy likes talking about worms now. <laughs> but the, the way he hits that note, I mean, that part where it's stop and breathe in, it's so fucking. It's the clock strike midnight, you know, because it's basically about fucking. Um, it's. Your character is actually a pumpkin, right? You're, kind of, you're hiding what you really are. Yes. And uh, your can of worms, you couldn't hide her forever, and it all came out. And basically, you were trying to put down what you really were or shut it away, but because it's really there, whoever it gets close to you is going to wake in worms. Can, so, I, can I give you my critique of this album at this point? Yeah. This is where I would have ended the album. I know that's sacrilegious because the title track is still left to be had. There's three good songs, <laughs> and... But the, the songs combined left would be almost exactly uh, 15 minutes. So it would be shaved down to a 42 or 43 minute album of seven songs, all of which I consider to be outstanding. 
I just, I think, yeah. be, wow. I think for me, because I love so much the first seven songs, I don't want to wait through the last three to go back and do it again. I want to stop right here at Can of Worms and start the CD over. And I have done that. And I just, I, I think it's a tragedy of how much I love it, not how much, how bad it is. So that's, I wanted to share that with you. Okay, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so, I'll move into Integrity. Um, I think it's a cool song. It's got an interesting, like, exotic sounding to me. Um, opening. That boom, 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 boom. This is an obscure-ass reference, but doesn't the beginning of the song make you think of, like, Beverly Hills Ninja or, like, some like 90s yeah. movie where they're gonna like creep into like a warehouse you know what I'm talking about like there'll be some uh, here's what, yeah I could see that I here's what I had I wrote down not 90s but 80s I say cool opening sounds exotic the wood sounding drum that pop, pop, and that synth it sounds like something from the 80s or late 80s early 90s like it sounds like Rain Man when they're gonna go to the fucking um, when he's going to the the psychiatric hospital to get him it just reminds me of that it's like this um, heavy synth something exotic and primal to me but you you get uh, it's funny that we both get like a retro vibe but yours is like yeah see, sneaking into something i can see that too yeah and it's um, cinematic it's cinematic <laughs> it's not like you know it, musical definitely. it definitely it harkens to a scene in a film yes absolutely um i like the way he says integrity integrity it sounds like it's anthemic to me it almost sounds like Something like Aretha Franklin would be singing, or something. <laughs> Just the way he says it. <laughs> Integrity. Integrity. Um. Uh. But I like the part where he says, "What's the point if no one else has any?" It's a very angsty album, you know. It comes through in that song, big time. But, um, definitely cool. Um, musical. There's a musical resolution in lyrical where he says, "Am I really just a fool?" Another good solo. Um. Oh, and then. Uh, there's a lot of there's a very good solo the vocal chorus deal and then the drums they they really they they do stop briefly when their solo is going but that little tat, 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 that's comes in at the end and it's you really appreciate the constant um uh presence of them at the end of the album or end of the song so it's kind of cool this guy um there's a couple songs like that where you're like oh they were doing it the whole time kind of like with hole just that fucking that strumming doesn't even really stop it. Mm-hmm. That band, 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 you know, it's kind of neat. When you, when you stop, you, you reflect on the song. You're like, I'm pretty sure he did that the whole time. Uh, so they kind of do up the drums a little bit. And that looks like a tacky drum. So the only criticism I have, or not the only, but one of them is uh, that Judas Table is like an okay song. It's not. It's a title track, and it's not one of its best, really, at all. I know. I mean, you can't even make the case for me. It's got a cool psychedelic twangy riff. Um, heart to heart and face to face part is pretty cool. Decent end, ending. I wrote with the dramatic violin synth lyrics. That I think it's a bit too long because it's slightly uneventful. Um, maybe because of its placement, it seems a little boring. You know, it doesn't even belong but, uh, on here. This is what I'm saying. Like the last three yeah. just need to just fall into the ocean. Because the first seven are so good, they're so good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's not bad, but it's it's, it's it doesn't compare really. I mean, integrity was solid, but uh, and then the last song, goodbye. It's a good lyric, short and sweet, kind of cool that there's just silence for like the last thirty seconds. I don't even notice that. But yeah. It when you think it's a, you're like, oh, the album's over, but if you look, it's still playing. There's just nothing there. So um, it's kind of a cool touch to a an album about so much emotion. So anyway, um, I would give this album an A minus. Nice. Okay, I'll it's take a that. Very good. Yeah, definitely rock solid album. I, there's some really cool shit on here. It wasn't as um, hard to get into as I was expecting. I mean, I know you were like, you recommended it summertime, but you know, it's October now when we're actually doing it. So I, I listened to it a bit back then, but then I started revisiting it around fall time. Started to feel a little more appropriate. And um, yeah, it's it's it wasn't that hard to get into. It's it's bleak. That's okay. A lot of doom is bleak. In morning, those guys are bleak as shit. I love that them. Cool. God damn, I love them. <laughs> I just listened to Colossus the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, this is such yeah. a good song." But 
So, uh, I don't know if you feel this way at all, but like when I get like, I don't know, sometimes I get depressed and super sad, just about nothing really, but just like you feel that way. And albums like this, yeah. and particularly Wider Than the Sky by 40 Watt Sun, they really pull me out of it. Like they really just, I, I don't really want to be done with how sad I am right now. I kind of want to just sit here and feel it and be that uh-huh. sad. And then eventually I won't be. But it's like, I don't need anybody to cheer me up. I just want to be fucking sadder than sad right now. I just want to be in that. Yeah, I think that's understandable. You're sort of, um, you're commiserating, you know? Yeah. You know, they're not directly to you. You don't know them, but they're putting it out there. So you, this person, whatever you're feeling, probably understands it. They right? share that feeling. They have that shared yeah. feeling. So you know you're not alone. And then you can both just kind of fucking wallow in it for a minute and then uh then you can come out of it yeah you gotta you gotta process it you gotta let yourself feel it that's the only way you can process it that's how i process feel it, you come out of it yeah that, that this album has been one of those for me for a f- few years now where i felt that way and just i love it so i'm glad that you were cool with it do you think it's something that you'll go back to or you think it's something you'll just put away and go that was a cool experience and i'm and i'm done i'll definitely go back to um a, a can of worms um, killers and definitely whole and stillborn empires dude don't leave that behind that v that violin oh, yeah, intro that and then the way that changes at the end there and it's a business doing pleasure with you that's such a cool song that's my favorite one on there that's true too man so okay i don't know if you have another or, or if you have an album ready for me to listen to next yeah, yeah i do actually i gotta but but before i wanted before i leave this though i wanted to really oh, beg sorry. you and our listeners there is a video on YouTube of antimatter with a symphony and they're not, I don't believe playing any songs from the Judas table, but it's so powerful and it's so good. I think it's redemption live with the string quartet and God, it is just so good. It's seven and a half minutes, but the energy of that song if you since you like this album enough to give it what you gave it i beg you to go and listen to this it is beautiful and haunting and it's just him with a an acoustic guitar in the middle of this kind of you know stage audience here and then the string quartet around him and the visuals are cool the 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 video the shoot the footage is great and the song is awesome so just do yourself a favor and look up Antimatter Redemption String Quartet. It's awesome. Okay, that sounds cool. I will. All right, next thing is I do have an album for you, and it's been in my back pocket for a while. I've wanted to give it to you for a while, but I've hesitated only because it's really not a perfect album. I'm almost prepared for you to give it a B or a B minus, but the peaks are so high. There's one song in particular that makes me want to rage harder than just about like any other song. Remember how I gave you Nagelfar, Pariah, and I told you every song on here is amazing and it's going to make you want to slit someone's throat and it's probably my favorite all-time Metal Death album and it has like just that sustained level of I just want to crush someone's skull in. That that you'll have that experience once or twice on the album I'm gonna give you, but not as sustained or consistent like that album. All right, all right. It's called "The Turning Season Within" by Draconian. Have you heard it? I've heard of Draconian, but never that album. Draconian's gonna be on the Metal Cruise in January, and I really want you to get familiar with that album. I don't know how much of it they'll play because it's a prior singer. That prior female singer. Oh, okay. But the peaks on that album are just so high. Like, they're just up in the clouds. So, The Turning Season Within by Draconian is my recommendation for you. Okay. All right. Mine for you is is not something I had in my back pocket, but I came across it, like, probably three months ago. And uh, it's not, I don't think I've recommended an album in this genre yet, but uh, anyway, first time for everything. Um, these guys are really cool, short and sweet. It's a black metal album. It's folk black, catchy, 
black, whatever, melodic. It's a band called Istap. It's I-S-T-A-P-P. Oh, dude, I, I told you to listen. Remember you asked me for like a playlist of songs to get you going in... Uh, uh... Well, I hope it's not from this album, because this album's so good, I want you to listen to it. Well, you might I, have already heard it. Maybe I have. What's the album? Blekinge, Blekinge, <laughs> B-L-E-K-I-N-G-E. I don't think so. Is the cover gray and white? Yeah, man. Uh, that's the one I'm familiar with. But I'll, I'm still going to listen to it because I, the song... I, you don't I, have to. I'll, I'll I come up with another album if you want. Yeah, I sent you the song Vinterikit, V-I-N-T-E-R-R-I-K-E. Oh my God, I love that song. I yeah. forgot you ever did. Yeah. No fucking kidding you love that song. I sent it to you and told you this is an amazing song. Well, well, if you love that song, how about that one where that longest shit title and they keep saying it over and over and it's so catchy. I want in pod in absoluta no punkten. Yes. That song. Oh my god. Well, no, be- okay, be- well, I'm going to have you do that. Be- be- because I do love this band and I I mean I really have not like listened to this album 100 times. I just knew I love that one song. I'll li- I'll do it. All right, do it. We'll, all right, we'll do that. Cuz I love black metal. I you haven't given me a black metal in a while. Yeah, that's true. I was uh, I was thinking there's a chance you already heard this. I didn't know you sent it to me. Not like a dope, but anyways, just if you're down with doing it, that's cool. We'll definitely get into it. I think the sound kicks ass. Yeah, sneak peek. Venturicid is an awesome song since I told you. you put it on your gym playlist like <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> Did you really? Oh my lord! Oh yeah, my lord! Yeah, yeah that, that's a good song. Well, I'll tell you exactly why I think it's a great song when we do the um, the uh, episode. Okay, cool. And you know what it'll do is it'll probably force me. I'll check out some of their other albums too. I'll, I'll just kind of give like a review of them because I like the. Insidious Star. Alive. Yeah, I never listened to that one, so I'll definitely listen to that one. Okay. All right, baller. Okay, well, then we can wrap it up here with a Mitch Hedberg quote, which I will go with. I wanted to buy a candle holder, but the store didn't have one, so I got a cake. <laughs> love that guy. All right, well, love you too, buddy. So, hey, for any of those Good people morning. listening, up next, you're going to get a concert review from Arion 01011001 in Holland. You're going to get the Q3 best of albums. So we got a lot of good shit coming on. And then we'll yes. get to these reviews we just gave today. So, Phil, as always, you are the man. You too, man. Later, bro. Yeah.